The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I am your host, Darnell Autry, and I gotta admit, I'm a little tired today. It's just me by myself today. JD's still uh, back in shy handling his business, so uh, I hope it's safe journeys and safe travel there. Uh, as always, I'd like to start the show out with, um, you know, uh, thanking my guy Grant. You know, he does a great job for us every week. I uh, appreciate that. You're the man. Uh, I also want to uh, spend a few minutes thanking Matt Stewart for coming on the show and being a host, uh, being a guest uh, last week. Uh, man, I, I can't thank you enough, Matt. That was really awesome, and I'm, and I'm glad that, uh, you know, and as I told you before, I'm glad that you, you know, put a book out there with our, with our perspective on it, and, um, I think you're a, a great example. You're the right person to write the book. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking into writing a book, but, you know, I still got some stories that are a bit untold, so I don't want to put it in a book until it's, you know, until I get my stories all together. So, uh, but no, Matt, again, I, I can't thank you enough, man. You're a, um, you're a great teammate, man, and I wish you all the luck of, uh, all the luck with that book, and I, and, and I can't wait to, I can't read to read it. I really can't. Uh, he, you know, he sent me an email after, after, uh, after our meeting, and he basically, you know, said, oh, "There's also a couple of pictures of uh, of us in there too, so you should you should definitely check it out." Excuse me. So I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to get the book. So I, I, all the best of luck to you, Matt. Thank you very much for being uh, the man on the show uh, last week. And I don't know I don't know what's going on in the sporting world now. And I don't know maybe it's because I have the show now, and I kind of. I have to stay a little bit more in tune with everything or, 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 or maybe it's just the season or it just seems, it just seems completely nuts. I mean, like, I guess last off season, you know, last football off season, basketball was on the fritz and football was on the fritz and no one knew if we were going to have a season or not. And then we finally worked it out and everybody's excited or whatever. And that seemed, that seemed really crazy. And I guess, th- this time of the year seems really crazy too. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe again, I'm, I'm paying a little bit more attention to it and reading deeper into different stories and things that are going on. But it just seems kind of all over. I mean, kind of, kind of crazy. We got you know Peyton Manning going to Denver, which I don't think there's a lot of people in this in this world that ever thought that would happen. And then the whole Tim Tebow phenomenon hit, and then he goes to the Jets, and you know I. I feel for the Jets fans. I want to see him succeed because I think he's a great leader and I think he's a great athlete. 
But, I, I mean, it could be a complete circus zoo there. I mean, I, I'm going to call it the airport because they're the Jets, and I'm clever. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, their airport that airport over there in New York, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, I, I think there's some strong personalities on that team. Uh, I don't know how well, um, I don't know what the team thinks. I don't know if the team thinks that uh, he doesn't fit or if he does fit or I'm not even sure how they plan on using him. I, I know that he, you know, you bring him in the game and make him a wildcat kind of guy, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the Jets are gonna are gonna fare with that, and you know, especially if Sanchez starts, you know, starts not doing so well, and the Tebow fans come out and they, they, you know, they, you know, yield to the pressure, I guess, kind of like Denver did, and you know. They put him in, and all of a sudden he's throwing the ball two or three times a game, maybe four times a game because he's improved. And then you know they're still losing games. I, I don't, I don't know how that that circus is going to work. I mean that's just that's just complete chaos to me it seems. And then you know we got a one of the Tebow's friend, uh, uh, ex wide receivers, Glad Tebow was gone. Uh, and, you know, and, and basically, he, he told the truth. He basically said, you know, them, the defense is the reason that, that kept him in the games. It really wasn't Tebow. It was, it was their defense and other teams' lack of defense that, that kept them in the game, you know? So, I, I, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, knock him for telling the truth or as he sees it as the truth. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. And, you know, again, the Saints thing happened, you know, they, they, you know, they were doing bounties and, 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 you know, just defying the NFL, basically saying, yeah, I know we ain't supposed to do it, but we're going to do it anyway. You'll figure it out. It's fine. And over the NFL figured it out, you know, suspensions, they handed them out like candy and they upheld them this week. So, uh, you know, everybody appealed them, but everybody, you know, they basically upheld all of them. And then there, there's some talk about, Reducing the fines for the players and, you know, but the, they upheld all the suspensions as far as I, as I know up to now. Uh, you know, Joe Vitt is going to be the head coach when he comes back from his suspension. I think he's suspended for like six games or something. Joe Vitt's coming back and Drew came out, said he feels good about that. And then Drew's still not signed, but I guess they're still talking about he's going to, you know, they're working on a the deal. They're going to work it out. But man, I mean, you know, Saints are in a, in a, in a uproar right now. And I think, you know, it, it's either going to be motivating or it's going to be just devastating. It's going to be one or the other. And I, and I, I'm worried for them because I'm a big fan. I love the Saints. You know, I, I think New Orleans is a great town. God knows they need it. I mean, they're still, and I still think they're recovering from, you know, Katrina and all that noise. And I, you know, heart goes out to all those people as always, but, you know, they're still trying to figure that out. And then the Saints owner goes ahead and says, you know, I got an extra $338 million, you know, on the side. I might as well go ahead and just buy the New Orleans Hornets, too. Might as well. I mean, throw that in the, in the, in the shopping cart, which I think is great. Again, I'm, I'm all about it. I think it's better than them going away. So, I mean, why not keep it in the house? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, not fully. I don't know if it's going to be a conflict of interest or who's going to get more attention. I know that the, he's doing something right with the Saints. So if we can turn them Hornets around, I mean, hey, that's, that's a great deal for them. You know, great deal for him too. And I'm tending to think, you know, at 338 million, it sounds like a bargain booster deal. And I think the, and the NBA took them over and the NBA had them. So the NBA is like, listen, we don't really want to own a team. And I think it's just, and I thought from the very beginning, it was a bit of a conflict of interest, you know, that you own a team that your friend, well, it's still a franchise, but still, it just seemed like a, a bit of, I don't know. 
I don't know. It just seemed it just seemed like a conflict to me. But you know, he buys them, which is great. Hopefully, he makes some good changes, and again, the city gets back to where it needs to be, and you know, Hornets start doing better, and you know, I, I think that's great. I think that's absolutely awesome. And then now, so uh, you know, let's get into a little bit of this NBA. I mean, the Heat beat actually the Bulls beat the Heat again in overtime, and. Uh, I, I still think, and, I, and again, I'm, I'm being captain obvious here. I mean, obviously, I think the Bulls are the team to beat in the East. I think, and it was very clear and very apparent, and everybody was saying on the news last night, and, you know, Charles Barkley and all those guys were saying that, that the, you know, the Bulls' bench is deep. I mean, they come off, the, and they carry the team. They carry the team when Rose has been out. I mean, the year before, Rose had to carry the team, but this year, you know, those bench players, they've been stepping up. They've carried the team. I mean, they beat... They beat the Heat in overtime, and, uh, you know, I think the Heat have the most talent with their top four. Let's say they're, they're, they're top three. They're, they've got the most talent in top three. Let's, let's give them that. However, you know, they still got to deal with the Bulls, and they haven't figured that out. They still got to deal with, uh, uh, what's the team, Oklahoma, which I don't even know if anybody can figure them out. I mean, the Lakers are still the Lakers. Even without Kobe, they're still the Lakers. You know, it's just going to be a crazy, crazy finish. And, again, this is about the time when I start really paying attention to basketball because now I think it really matters. Now people are starting to look at it and go, oh, okay, we're number nine. We need to get to eight. So, you know, you're going to play a little harder. They're going to, you know, push a little harder. They're, you know, starters are going to play a lot more. At the same time, I think that, you know, just like football, once you've already clinched, you're already in, you've already, you know, maybe you sit some guys, you let them rest, you know, get them ready for the playoffs. But, you know, now's the time when basketball gets really interesting. I do like the basketball that they allow, you know, the top eight of each division to get in. I think that's really exciting and, you know, gives a chance, you know, sm- you know, smaller teams. I know the, the Suns, I think they're three or four games out of the eighth spot or whatever to get in. And, you know, that'd be great for our town. But, I mean, you know, you, you get in an eight that plays, a, you know, that plays a two or a three, you know, what? How, again, that goes to show you how much I know about the system and how they work it out. But, you know, an eight plays a, a, a three, I think, and, you know, anything can happen. And I think it's, I think it makes basketball really interesting. I think it's an exciting time now for, uh, for NBA basketball. So I'll be paying a little bit more attention to that. And I guess, I guess Dwayne Wade came out and said something about that, you know, NBA players should be paid for the Olympics and, you know, and then he backtracked. Uh, you know, here's here's what I think. I, I don't. I think that. And, and again, I was listening to um, uh, PTI, and I, and I tend to agree with those guys. They they basically said, you know, they should get a stipend. You know, they should get a stipend. They should get you know the the whatever it is for meals and whatever it is for you know the lodging or whatever. You get a stipend. You know, get a stipend where you you don't make the experience costly for the player. And you make it a good experience, and you give them, you know, some watches and some things. I don't know whatever comes in their gift baskets for Olympics or whatever. But yeah, I think you give them a stipend. I don't think you, you pay them again. The part of the Olympics is, is, it's amateur. It should be amateur. It's really about, you know, that's why it's the Olympics, it's not professional. But at the same time, you know, I guess you got to consider the other argument that other play, other countries are using professional athletes. That's why we started using our professional athletes. So. I, I still think it's just a stipend, and and honestly, I think that you know it's not going to be. Uh, let's say, oh, you know, here's you know, two hundred fifty dollars a day. I mean, which is a big number, 
But for an NBA guy, I'm like, they're like, they're like what are we supposed to do with that? So I, I do think it's a stipend. Just if for anything else, it's the gesture that we're trying to make sure that you know that you're appreciated. And but the other part of it is, and they mentioned this on PTI too, is that you know you're playing for your country, and if you don't want to play and you don't want to participate, then you don't have to. There's no, there's nothing that says you have to. So I get it. I mean. I do want to play, but I don't want to, you know, play for free. Or I, I well, then don't play. I, I, it seems pretty straightforward. I mean, I'd love to play for the Olympics. I mean, if I could play a sport that allowed a, you know, out of shape, thirty-five-year-old, good-looking dude, I might say, on a team, then you know, I, I'd like to play. I'd participate in the Olympics, but I'd have. <laughs> I'd, first of all, they had to they had to figure out how to how to fix my hamstrings and and all my my Achilles tendons after they popped from doing whatever it is I'm doing. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't want to play, don't play. I get it. I get it. But there is some sense of pride that you're playing for your country, and and I get that too. Uh, in college, this the college athletics in general. Again, there's been some big big stories. I mean. First of all, obviously, the Penn State basically set the whole thing off. I mean, that 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 whole noise, and, and I noticed that it's kind of gone away for a while because I guess they're waiting for trial and they're trying to they're, they're haggling over where it should be held and you know all this noise. So they're haggling over that stuff when it should start, where it should be held. So they're haggling a little bit. So it's kind of fallen out of the media. But what has fallen back into the media? is the former accuser for uh, Bernie Fines, which is the assistant coach for Syracuse, basically one of the guys came out who was supposed to support the original guy that said he was molested. He came out and said, you know, that was all a lie. I made that all up. Now, by doing that, obviously, you know, he, he taints the credibility of the person that may or may not have been molested. You know, he comes out and says, oh, no, uh, you know, I'm up for charges of myself for child molestation and you know i guess he's thinking that if he could prove that he was molested by somebody else then the judge in his case would be you know sympathetic i guess he gets he got three years or something but came out and came clean said i just made that all up what i mean what that is that is awful i mean that is and, and by the way bernie is no longer there i mean he's so he's he's gone just based on the allegations alone so, I mean, these, these, it just, it just seems like it's just gone completely out of control. And it just goes to show you that you don't necessarily have to have real evidence or real facts to really ruin somebody's career in life. At the same time, though, you know, it's a very sensitive world that we live in now. You can't just go around accusing people without having some kind of evidence. You know what I mean? There must have been something to it where they're like, oh, maybe we don't like it. Maybe we should just go ahead and part ways and let's just see how it goes. So, I don't know. It just seems it just seems really, really crazy. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back with this more nutty stuff that's happening in college football and college sports in general. And then I'm going to get into, uh, what else am I going to get into? Yeah, I'm getting into some more other basketball and some other uh, news around sports. So, I'm going to take a break. Darn Autry, Voice America, OTS. We'll be back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports 
lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. This is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional. Take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, thank you very much, Katie. I appreciate that. Your name is Katie today. Uh, <laughs> I don't, again, we'll, we'll figure it out eventually. We'll figure out the girl's real name, but in tradition, I throw that in there. Uh, so getting back into uh, uh, college sports and, and, and you know, the, the huge, huge story that, that recently broke in the last couple of days, and obviously uh, it was ongoing for a while here, um, is the Petrino out at Arkansas. Petrino, the head coach, um, got himself caught up. He uh, was on a motorcycle ride, uh, got into an accident, and uh, there happened to be a young lady on the back of the motorcycle with him. And when he got, you know, pulled up, and he, you know, he, when he went to the hospital, um, they asked him if he was by himself. He said, "Yeah, I was just by himself." And then he told the university that he was only on the motorcycle by himself. But then witnesses and a variety of different people broke the story. And basically, said, "No, he wasn't by himself. He was with this young lady." And then the young lady came out to be this. Uh, Durrell, uh, Jessica Durrell, who, uh, who Petrino ended up hiring probably a week, a uh, week prior to that motorcycle accident. Uh, and it turns out that they had been in a relationship way before, uh, she had been hired and that there was romantic in, you know, between them. And by the way, uh, Petrino is married with four kids. Uh, so, you know, it, it, you know, I don't know if you've seen the pictures. It just, he looks terrible. I mean, he got, I mean, 
is insult to injury. I mean, his face looks a hot mess. He wrecked his bike. Uh, the girl just got put on uh, suspension. He got fired for lying to the university. Uh, he hired this girl, and apparently, you know, all these new facts are coming out. And he paid her $20,000 as a gift. And the news just broke today about, you know, uh, uh, the interview process and, and who the candidates were who were up for this job, this uh, uh, assistant, uh, it's called the student athlete development coordinator position or whatever. Uh, this Jessica Durrell was up with this other guy, uh, Benjamin Wilkerson, and another guy by the name of hmm, Benjamin Wilkerson and hmm, Fields. Fields is the last name. Her name is Tiffany Fields, and the the media is making a big deal about why why Petrino picked. This Durrell, and they basically are now highlighting in this article, uh, it's a CNN Sports, or CBS Sports, in this article, they're highlighting like the credentials for Wilkerson versus the credentials for Fields, and then clearly it was like, well, we don't know what Durrell's credentials were, but holy cow, how did they pass up on this other kid, this Benjamin Wilkerson, who I guess he was a he was a he's a former NFL offensive lineman. He was an All American. He was a, a Remington Trophy winner. Uh, he was a member of the Nick Saban's 2003 National Championship. Uh, he had references from Les Miles, uh, Nick Saban, uh, the new head coach for Florida State, Jimbo uh, Fisher. He had uh, from the new head coach uh, Will Muschamp. He had uh, from. Uh, uh, Derek Dooley, the head coach from Tennessee. I mean, he had all these all these people on his resume, and they're going, "Well, how do I mean? I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe these people aren't a big deal in the real world, but in first of all, in the SEC, it doesn't get any bigger. And what's up with that? What, what happened? And I guess uh, this other this other gal Fields, she also had some some pretty strong. Uh, uh, references on her. She had this uh, the offensive coordinator, Garrick McGee, uh, University of uh, Pittsburgh's personnel director, Dan uh, Kabbalah on there. I mean, she had some pretty heavy hitters as well on her resume and people putting together some things. And apparently, that's a big deal. I mean, obviously, I guess this is your, your preemptive. This is your way to get into college, you know, college athletics and staff and being part of the college athletics administration. And I guess it was a big opportunity. But, you know, their relationship, Petrino's relationship and this Durrell had been going on before that. And apparently the salary was going to be 56000 but then he gave her a $20,000 gift, which didn't come from the university. It came from Petrino. Now, this is what I think. I get it, okay? I get it in the sense that, hey, Petrino is 51 years old. This gal, Durrell, is 25, showed him some love. He felt pretty good about himself probably. And, you know, again, you're 51. You know, you, you're the head man at a, at a big-time program. You're feeling yourself pretty good. And the 25-year-old gal comes along, and she's all interested in you, and you're feel good and you know she's not your wife and 
you know, you have four kids, and I, and I don't know what the state is of their relationship with his marriage with his wife. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's been non-affectionate for years and years and years, and and, and she comes along and she gives him a new life. And I, I get it from a guy's standpoint. I mean, she's 25 years old. She's not a bad-looking woman. Uh, I see the pictures. I mean, she's not a bad-looking woman. I get it. I, 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 I totally, totally get it. Now, what I don't get, though, is... Would it cost him? You know, I get the initial, like, man, you know, this is going to be amazing. I mean, I'm 51 years old. She's 25. She's good looking. I mean, she wants to work. I mean, she really likes me. Whatever whatever it is he thought. I, I, I mean, as a guy, I get it. I get it. But would it cost you? I mean, obviously, it costs you your wife, probably. She's probably not going to stay around. I mean, that's pretty humiliating. It costs you your job, which... You know, you, he was living in a, I guess a $1.3 million house or something. Not that he was, I mean, I guess the house was already on the market. But still, he, he doesn't have a job. He's been embarrassed in front of, you know, on a national stage. Uh, I, I'm imagining that this Darrell gal, she just got put on leave of absence. She probably doesn't want to hang out with you anymore. I mean, I'm looking at his face on the internet. Man, he, he looked like he got dragged by the motorcycle. On his face. He's got a neck brace on. He's got road rash on his face. I mean, it, this has just gotten really, really ugly for him. And and all because, you know, of his, I'm going to say his man uh, uh, instincts. I mean, that, that your man instincts cost you basically everything. I don't know what his wife's going to do. But I know his kids can't feel good. I know his kids don't feel good about this. I don't know how old they are. It doesn't matter. I know they can't be pretty proud about that. I mean, if you're feeling this way and, and you feel like, ah, oh, you know, I'm having this midlife crisis and I need to start riding my motorcycle around and maybe I want to start looking at young girls or whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you should make some provisions for that. You know, maybe you should decide like, hey, you know what? I'm, I don't want to be married anymore. I want to go out. I want to go out and get myself a nice apartment, you know, and, you know, I just can't be married to you anymore. And you just move on. You know, you move on. But, I mean, you got kids, you got four kids, you've been married. I don't know how long you've been married. I don't know what the status of the relationship is. But it it, it doesn't matter. This this little fling, and who knows, maybe they get married. Maybe they, you know, maybe she has kids and more kids for them, and, and that would be awesome. And everybody would go, oh, well, this was love. I got it. But more than likely, it doesn't seem like it doesn't feel like that. I mean, you know, reading the, the you know, the articles, it doesn't seem like it's going to, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to last, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, everybody is right until they're proven wrong, right? I mean, I think, <laughs> I think if they, you know, if they end up together and oh, they live happily ever after, and Petrina works at another job. I mean, this was a blip in the radar. If not, I mean, it's going to take some time for him to build back his credibility with you know, universities and. I mean, as a guy, every, every guy gets it. I mean, every guy is going, oh, well, she's, you know, depending on how you feel about her, like she's hot, you know, whatever, and you get it. But, you know, for it to cost you your your career, your your livelihood, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think she was worth all that. And I'm, I'm sure he's not think. I'm sure he's thinking that too right now. You know, that this this definitely was not worth it. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, on to baseball. You know, it, I, I do like baseball in the sense that it does signify, and it's the signal like, okay, here comes summer. It's got this, 
uh, baseball's got this this very kid. Um, I don't know how to say it. You know, it, it it brings out the kid in you in a sense that you know you go out with a baseball glove and you eat hot dogs and all that stuff. And a lot of kids have their ba- you know baseball caps on and little league and all that sort of stuff. And it sort of signifies the summer. And I I always love this time of year. I mean, it's not too hot, it's not too cold. I mean, it's it's getting ready to start the summer. You're in spring. Baseball's going on. I like this time of year. Again, I don't put much stock into. You know, who's winning what or what losing streaks they're on. I mean, they have 4,000 games in baseball. You know, baseball doesn't get really good again for me. I mean, I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to know who the big players are. I'm going to know, you know, who's leading home runs and all that stuff. I'm going to know who's the better teams and who's not really doing that well. And I'm going to understand some pitchers. But for me, you know, the Yankees going 0 and 3 to start to get, they get swept for the first time. That, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't make me go, oh no, the Yankees are going to be terrible this year. Same with the Red Sox. You know, Red Sox get swept. Oh no, they're going to be terrible this year. Anybody, or if you're 3 and 0, you know, you start out great. Oh, they're 10 and 0. Oh, listen, come talk to me after the All-Star and see where you're at. If you're in striking distance, that's awesome. If you're not, chances are you're way out of it. I do love watching highlights. I think that's great. Of course, I'm a highlight fan. You know, I'm, I think it's part of the ADD type thing that I got going where I just like, you know, my sports hard and fast. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Let me see a dunk. Let me see a dunk. Let me see a home run. Let me see a great catch. Perfect. You know, uh, but I do love baseball highlights. I like that. And as I told you before, I like baseball in the background if I need to take a nap or if I'm going to bed at night and I turn on a late night baseball game and play that on the background. I mean, I like that. But for me, right now, you know, who's doing what and, you know, I will pay attention to any milestones, any, you know, no hitters or anything like that, or three home run games, that kind of stuff. But, you know, records right now in baseball, I think it's just great that it's back. I like the feeling that it gives people. I know that, you know, it's more entertainment on TV, which I appreciate. And, and you know, I, and again, it signifies for me the summer. I mean, Arizona's going to be hot as Hades. But everywhere else, it usually gets really, really nice. It's you know, the snow melts and all that stuff. And so, you know, I do, I do like the early stages of the baseball season. Again, it's it's a, uh, it, it just does it. it you know, it, it just makes you feel good. It does. I'll give you that. And uh, we, you know, we're gonna have uh, we got another story uh, in baseball. But what I'm gonna do is, hmm, I think I'm gonna probably take a break. I'm going to take a break first, and then I'm going to get back into uh, one more, a couple more stories in baseball that I think are are, are worth mentioning. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Voice America, OTS, Darnell Autry. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time Noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Yeah, we are back. And uh, we just got done talking a little bit about baseball. And like I said, I, you know, I... I I don't pay too much attention right now to the, the trends or who's on the streaks or anything like that. I mean, I will pay attention to who's doing what, but, you know, records and who's in trouble right now and blah, blah, blah. And if somebody had to ask me, okay, who's your baseball squad? Who do you like? I'm a, I'm a huge Cubs fan. Again, I'm a North Side guy. I went to Northwestern, North Side of Chicago. I'm a big, huge Cubs fan. They've always been supportive of, of Northwestern and, uh, and, and of me. And so I've, I'm, I'm a huge Cubs fan. And I'm also a, a Diamondbacks fan as well. You know, obviously, we're hometown. I live here. Uh, I want to see them do really, really well. Uh, and again, as, as most of the time, I tend to be a, a fan of players, players that I like, guys that are, that are talented, that, you know, show promise and things like that. I, I, I'm, I follow it that way as well, but, I don't, I don't, uh, I wouldn't say that I'm a, uh, a baseball expert or, you know, sit there scoring games and all that stuff. I just, that's just not my thing. But speaking of another story that hit in baseball, uh, apparently Ozzy Gian, uh, last week or a week and a half ago, um, was, did, did an interview with, uh, New York Times, I guess, or some, uh, Time Magazine or whatever, and basically said that he, uh, loves Fidel Castro. Um, because, you know, and he, and he respects him because, you know, everybody's been trying to kill him for over 60 years and, and, and of course he used some expletives. That beep is still, that beep is still there. Um, and, and, and on the surface at first I was like, oh, so, you know, Ozzy Gian, he's kind of nuts. That's just, that's his way. That's kind of what he, you know, I, I get it. But then, you know, after doing more research and starting to look into it, you know, looking into it, and, and there's a lot of people that really were hurt and really offended uh, that Ozzy said that. That obviously, you know, Fidel has has uh, has been a, a dictator for a long time, and and it, and it's, it's impacted so many people's lives and, and and hurt so many different people that you know, I think when Ozzy said it, I guess he was. It seemed like it came across as trying to be funny, but, you know, I respect him because, you know, everybody's trying to kill him, and boom, he's still there. You know, that dude is unfatal. And I, there's some jokes, there's some lines that you just can't cross. You know, that that was one of those lines that you just, I think it spun out of control. And, again, I, I, I've been in Chicago, and I know 
Ozzie Guillen is, is famous for saying things that are just off the wall. He's famous for causing some kind of ruckus, uh, saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, uh, speaking his mind and, 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 you know, sometimes things fly out and he's got to apologize or whatever. He's got to issue another statement or whatever. Uh, so at first I was like, ah, this is Ozzy being Ozzy. But that, that, again, that, that really, really crossed the line and that really hurt a lot of people. And of course he was, he was suspended for five games, uh, for that. And, and I think that I do like Ozzy for his, his canter and his, and his honesty. Uh, I don't like it because sometimes obviously his canter and honesty and his off the cuff things get him in trouble like this one here. Um, I do think I watched uh, some of his, uh, press conference. Uh, I think he was, you know, very remorseful and very sorry. And I know that, you know, he impacted a lot of people in a negative way, especially in Miami. That, I mean, <laughs> if you say it in, in Dallas, you say it in, in uh, California, you say it in Chicago. I mean, there are going to be people that are like, this is dumb and this is ridiculous. But you say it in Miami when you're coaching in Miami. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, human folks there that just, what do you – that just seemed just over the top and, and, and again, not out of character. Cause I mean, he's, he's said many things before. I, I remember a lot of things. I don't know anything specific, but it just seemed like every time, you know, Ozzy said something else again that was ridiculous or Ozzy's yelling again at, you know, somebody in the press or someone in the media. So, you know, it's, it's, I get it. I, 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 that's just his thing. He's, he's off the cuff. He's off the, you know, sometimes he says things, puts his foot in his mouth and, and this one, this this one hurt. This one hurt big, and he got suspended for five games. I know he's really remorseful. Uh, I, 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 what is he going to say? I mean, after he serves his five games, I think they do a home opener this week or something, or today, home opener game in Miami. I don't know how well they're going to receive it. I know there's a lot of you know protesters out there that want his job. Uh, I think suspension was the right way to go. Um, yeah, I... It, Bad move, Ozzy. Bad move. I mean, talking about putting your foot directly in your mouth, in your mouth, that was it. Bad move. Bad, bad move. Uh, on the uh, golf, uh, Bubba Watson wins the Masters. I think it's his first major win. I think somebody told me that Bubba Watson had a watch on that was worth like $500,000 or something, which is <laughs> ridiculous, but awesome. Good for him. I mean, good for him. He can afford to have... Three or four houses on his wrist. I mean, that's, gee, you know, good for him. That's awesome. And, you know, he he earned it. He deserves it. I think that's great. Uh, nothing new there. Tigers, nothing new with Tigers. Still struggling. Played poorly. I, I, I'm kind of tired of people getting annoyed with him for him being him. I mean, he's just going to, that's his thing. He's going to cuss. He's going to be upset. He's going to kick the clubs. I mean, he, he's struggling. I mean, he's struggling mightily. Not, and, I was having this conversation with, uh, I think my sister or somebody this weekend, and they were like, you know, I'm looking at Tiger and he just never looks happy. I mean, he always looks like he's just either, he either looks really pissed or just like he's ready to be an ass to someone. You know, he's ready for somebody to ask him a dumb question and him just be an ass. And I thought, I'm like, listen, I would be completely shocked if Tiger came out all smiles and super excited and super happy and, uh, I, I I would be surprised after all the things that he's done, all the moves that he's made, all the mistakes that he's made. I mean, he cannot possibly be happy. He cannot possibly feel like he's 
you know, on top of the world. He can't possibly think that. I mean, obviously, you know, a dissolved marriage and hasn't won a, a major in so many years and so long. And, you know, he's got sponsors that are dropping him. And now, you know, now he's no longer the darling. Now he's just, uh, you know, people just love to just figure out ways to point out how terrible he is. You know, we're talking about falling from grace. And, I, and I'm not sure. I don't know what he's going to have to do to, to get back to his game. I, I don't know. I, I I participate in golf. I don't play it. Uh, the people that play it are the ones that actually know how to hit all the clubs. Uh, people that participate are people like me that hit uh, sometimes uh, decent and then other times do worm burners and slices and can't hit all the clubs and got bad eyes when you get on the green. And, you know, I participate in, uh, you know, golf outings for comic relief. <laughs> I, I just participate. I'm not, I don't play it. I mean, people that play it are like, they can hit all the clubs. They know what they're doing. They know how to, you know, draw the ball and make it go this way and that way. You know, one out of every 50 go exactly where I need to go. The others, who knows? Who knows? But, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't imagine that this is the, the best time of, of Tiger's life. Uh, I know that, you know, it with his, his health is is different now. I mean, he's he's older now. Not that you can't continue to play golf to your seventy, which you, you he clearly can. But he's no longer the same kind of player that he used to be. Um, he's no longer as dominant as he used to be. He's not winning as much as he used to be. How can that possibly? How can he possibly feel good about you know where he's at? I mean, he can feel good that he's you know definitely changed the face of the game. He's he's contributed to a game like nobody else has, has ever contributed, other than maybe somebody. You know, like the the bear, you know, back in the day, um, but you know, modern times, he's definitely changed the face of the game, and he should feel good about that. But he can't possibly feel good about you know where he's at right now in in his career, where he's at with his with his personal life. And again, I don't know him. I don't know him, and I'm not speaking for him. I'm just saying, outside looking in, I'm like, wow. You know, again, falling from grace where, you know, you were invincible and everybody was in awe of you. And now, you know, the reality of it is, is, you know, no one's in, in awe of you anymore. No one, no one is, uh, fears you. And, and, you know, it'd be hard pressed for a lot of people to find, you know, you know, if you're a golf fan, yeah, you might, you know, still have a lot of respect for him. But, you know, there's a lot of guys, a lot of people out there that lost respect for him. A lot of people that are like, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to watch Tiger anymore. I don't care. You know, my father is, is is one of them. My father thinks, he, you know, t Tiger ruined it for him. You know, Tiger blew it. He absolutely blew it. And I don't think my father is the, the exception. I think there's a lot of people out there that are like, ah, I'm just, you know, just so disappointed and so let down. So, again, he can't, he can't be happy. So, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, when I hear him talk in, in, in interviews and things, you know, I don't see, I'm not quite even sure what would be, What's that word smiling about? You know, unless he wins a, a a major again and gets back on track, then you can put a smile back on your face. But for now, I mean, you know, it's 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 a tough sledding. It has to be tough sledding for Tiger. So, uh, you know. question of the week though that uh, Grant put on here, uh, they're the Tana, the quarterback Tannehill, uh, Tannehill of Texas A and M is getting hype from Jim Ursay. As the draft approaches, um, he can't even can he be molded into a, a, a? The question is, can he be molded into a legitimate quarterback? Uh, I haven't really paid much attention to this Tannehill kid. I, I mean, 
from what I know, I mean, Texas A&M was decent. They weren't amazing. I think he's a decent quarterback. I think he's got decent attributes. Uh, I don't, he, I don't think he's as good an athlete as Tim Tebow. Is he a better quarterback than Tim Tebow? I, I don't know. I, 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 I I, I don't know. I think if the proof is in what he's done for his team and how much wins he's got and all that, I don't, I can't say that he is. I think it's very interesting though that, you know, leading up the draft, Ursay, everybody's saying, oh, you know, luck is a lock for number one, luck's, luck's a lock for number one. You know, luck's agent's gotta be liking, licking his chops saying, hey, listen, I, I, we gotta get everything we got coming to us. Everybody knows you're gonna take me. Everybody knows you're going to, you know, that we're going to get the highest paid contract. Everybody knows I'm going to try to break the bank. I'm going to get all the incentives and all the things into it. And then Ursay comes out and goes, well, yeah, you know, this kid, Tannehill, he's pretty good, you know. And I think it's an interesting play because, you know, maybe you're, 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 telling, you're telling Luck, hey, let's not get too over the top. Let's keep this thing reasonable because, you know, I do like another quarterback. Or I do think another quarterback is talented and... You know, I don't know. I might be willing to take another chance on another quarterback, maybe down the line, or you know, whatever. And again, I, I think it's a, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think you know that uh, it, the Colts do take luck. Uh, I think that uh, uh, the Browns state, not the Browns, Washington takes uh, you know RG three, and and I think it stays the same. I don't think there's any. Um, Anything major, any big moves that are going to happen, uh, you know, within the top five draft picks, I think. I think it's going to pretty much stay what everybody thinks it's going to, and Ursa is going to take luck. And this year is going to be absolutely positively amazing. I mean, it's just this year. I cannot wait for this football season with all the offseason drama and all the offseason moves that have been made. Uh, I think it's just going to be one of those seasons that, you know, Every game is just going to be an interesting matchup because somebody used to play somewhere or somebody was making more interested in this player that they decided to go elsewhere. Or, and then obviously I think the top stories are going to be, you know, uh, uh, Peyton Manning and, 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 and Tim Tebow. But I think there's going to be some surprises out there, Buffalo and so on and so forth. So anyway, we're going to take another break. Uh, and then we're going to come back and um, bring some more entertainment news to you, as I like to give you guys every week, uh, movies and so on and so forth, TV shows, blah, 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 blah. So we're going to take a break. Turn on Autry, Voice America, OTS. We'll be back. Thanks. flagship station for sports voice america sports play ball if you're looking to talk baseball even in the off season look no further than the king's corner talking baseball with former world series champion jim layritz jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner, Talking Baseball with Jim Layritz is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Fantasy Sports is where the action really is. Over 40 million people play fantasy sports, but rarely do they get to quiz the experts. Fantasy Insights is the name and the game. Tune in every week as Dish Adams and his guests clue you in on the fantasy football game, what's happening on and off the field, and how it will affect your fantasy team. These experts aren't just beat writers assigned to fantasy football. They live and breathe the game. Tune in to Fantasy Insights with Dish Adams every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back with the uh, final leg of the show. Uh, this this leg I usually like to uh, leave for the entertainment uh, news and things, um, you know, shows that are out and things that I'm watching and um, things that I'm interested in. And uh, uh, I got I got I got to tell you, I always get excited because um, there are a lot of good shows out there on on the cable channels that I've just kind of been following and. Uh, uh, I get to start my, uh, and I got it on TiVo, so TiVo or DVR, whatever you want to call it, uh, The Game of Thrones, uh, and apparently it was a book, and of course I trust that the uh, TV show tells me everything that the book uh, needs to tell me, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh, with the uh, TV series and uh, let them tell me what the book is about. Uh, but I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of this show, and I've always been a fan of like you know uh, period series, um, and by period I mean historical, you know, like uh, movies like uh, Brave Hearts and uh, Gladiator, and those. I mean, I was really a big fan. I always have been a big fan of those. And so, you know, somebody said, "Hey, you should check out Game of Thrones." And so now I get off work pretty early, so I get a chance to get home and you know watch the show and it's and it's it's not for kids it's not a kid's show so i have to watch it when my niece is not around so i don't want to you know scar her little mind but uh it's it, it's really a fascinating show and it has all these different pieces and, and parts in it and has you know different kingdoms and different kings and lords and ladies and uh you know it tries to depict the uh you know the time, you know, it's a bit rougher, and it's, you know, all these different, and it's got a little bit of everything for everybody, and, and that, it, minus the kids. I mean, even though there's kids in the show, it's really not a kid's show, uh, but it's got a little, you know, it's got love in there for the for the ladies, it's got some, you know, more and roughness for the guys, and uh, it's got this uh, um, fantastical portion of it that sort of, uh, it, it, it has, you know, added, uh, Characters, fictitious characters, it's got a whole variety of different types of characters, and, and I think, you know, the mark of a really good show is when it has a whole bunch of characters that, you know, you can relate to and things you can go, oh, you know, I, I like the way that this person, this character is, and I wish I was more like that character, and I think all the great shows tend to have that, the, 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 
where you could watch the show and go, wow, you know, I really like this person or this character and, and I like the way that they do it. And then when you, and then when this person doesn't do what you think they should do, you're, you know, immediately let down because you're like, oh no, I thought they were better than that. Now they're, you know, now that they're having an affair with this person or, oh, they went off and killed that person. Uh, you know, I, I love shows like that. And, and this, this Game of Thrones is definitely one of those shows. It has, it's got a midget in there. It's got, you know, swords and it's got, uh, sword fighting and it's got beautiful women and it's got kings and knights and, and jousting and, and, but I have to say, and I'm not going to give the series away because I, I definitely encourage everybody to, to check it out because I think it's, it's one of my favorites. It got a little weird at the end, and I don't know why, you know, I, at the end of the season one, I don't know why I thought, oh, wow, and you guys probably should see it. But at the end, the last series, I was like, oh, wait a minute, that got a little too, I think it got too fantastical. I don't know, mm, I don't know about that. So you have to check it out and see what I'm talking about. I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe you're reaching too far. But what's funny is, is that... Uh, I told <laughs> I, I was talking to, uh, about this to to a friend of mine, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, at the end, it just kind of." And this 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 friend of mine, he he watches the show too, and he was like, "Oh wait, but but all the other stuff before that was was completely normal, and 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 that's okay, but this last part was just oh, I they just went too far, and I'm like, oh well, yeah." Uh, yeah, I guess you got a point. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I would encourage everybody to check out the Game of Thrones. I love that show. Um, another show that I, I'm a big, huge fan of, um, and I think it's on HBO, is is Borges. Um, it's about the you know Roman Catholic, uh, uh, the the priest who uh, he, he rises to the, be the Holy Father, and you know his his journey. And Jeremy Irons is is the lead in that, and, I, and I'm I'm probably like four or five episodes into that. I haven't had really time to get caught up and and up to speed but it's a it's a really enthralling show it's same kind of principle uh it's a period kind of show uh it again has a whole variety of different characters that different people can relate to it's got a little bit of something of everything for the men and women uh, it's not a kid's show again i remember i remind everybody that these are not kids shows uh so i watch them when my niece is not around um but it got a little bit of something for everybody and, 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 you know, got the action and the love stories and all that stuff. And then they're all beautifully done. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. So I'm a huge fan of the Borges. I, I encourage everybody to check that out. Uh, as I told you before, I'm a huge fan of House of Lies. Um, my guy, Don Cheadle, is the executive producer of it. Um, the, actually, the character in there, Kristen Bell, is the one that actually uh, she's the one that actually presented the show to HBO and sold it to HBO, and then they asked her after she sold it to them, "Hey, won't you just be in it as well?" And I think she's gorgeous, and in a, in a uh, she does great in the show. And again, that's another non-kid show. Uh, I guess the principle of the show is that you know Don Cheadle and his team are consultants, and they'd go around, and the, the series are about different show, uh, different companies that they convince that either need to use their services and you know pay them millions and millions of dollars to to be their consultant. And so the show follows that kind of through line, and everybody has their own personal issues. And again, another one of those shows that there's characters on there that everybody can kind of relate to. Guys, you know, characters you can identify with, the behaviors or attitudes that you go, yeah, that's kind of a little bit like me. And, oh, this is also a little bit like me. And, you know, so you get a range of characters where you can 
you know, pick and choose kind of the different things. Oh, I wish I was more like this, but more like that as well. And so it's, I think it's a great show and it, and it, and it, you know, pushes a lot of different boundaries and, and, and pushes the envelope on so many different things. And, and I, I genuinely and truly love that show as well. Um, I think that's all the, I think that's all the, the major shows. I mean, obviously I like Cupcake Wars, but <laughs> that's something we watch as a family and, you know, love it or list it and all that stuff. So I love those kind of shows as well. Um, but in the box offices, you got uh, top three. This Hunger Games is still, still number one. It had, what, the third largest, uh, opening weekend. Still going strong at number one. Uh, American Reunion, which I kind of want to see. I don't know that I'll see it in the movie theater, but uh, maybe I'll wait till it comes on uh, on cable. Uh, but American Reunion is number two. And here's the thing that blows my mind is Titanic. Titanic is now number three, and they just re-released it in DVD. I mean, not DVD, 3D. And it's number three. I mean, it already is number like two all-time grossing films of all time ever in the history of ever's. Now they re-release it and it's now number three. I mean, that's, that's incredible. And I, and I think it's interesting because I talked to my niece about it and she's like, oh, I've never seen it. I'm like, wow, how have you never seen Titanic? It was a time when anybody you talked to and everybody you talked to had an opinion, had an opinion or a thought about Titanic. That they saw it. They refused to see it. They saw it and loved it, saw it and hated it. Everybody had some kind of feeling about Titanic. And now you have less and less people that have seen it, especially the younger generation, of people that that never seen it. So why not re-release it? Sure, might as well. Uh, movies that are up and coming, uh, Cabin in the Woods, uh, who knows what kind of shenanigans that's going to be. I'm not all that interested in it. Uh, Darling Companion, uh, i got to probably do some research on that and figure out what that's about. But... Uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I, I don't know. I guess, I, I guess I'll, uh, uh, do some research on that, and that darling companion and figure out what's going on. Uh, but again, I want to thank everybody for being a part of this show this week. Uh, I had a great time. Um, hopefully next week JD will back with us and we'll be, uh, back debating about, uh, sports and entertainment and all that stuff. But again, I want to thank you all very, very much for, uh, being a part of this show this week. We'll be back next week. Darnell Autry, Voice America, OTS. Thank you very much, folks. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show. We'll be right back.